stories, spirituality, pathways, and aliens. You're here on The Long Road Home. Hello, everyone. We're back. Welcome. We're again. back. It's been a while. I feel like uh, I'm not used to talking anymore. I feel the same way. I was kind of, I was doing some vocal yeah, warm-ups was doing some warm-ups. started. Like, how does my mouth move? I, I kind of forgot. I did not. <laughs> Crunchy, creamy cake, cookie, candy, cupcake. That's from Ringo. Love that movie. Nice. So good. Hi, everyone. Uh, you're listening to The Long Road Home, by the way. Yes, I'm Emily. And I'm Chad. We hope everyone out there has been good. We have been gone for just a little bit. Uh, my mom came to town. We were showing her all around the wonderful state of Montana. And yeah. boy, it just uh, destroyed us. So, Oh my gosh, we went so hard. We I don't think we stopped moving the whole time she was here. No, I saw a lot of cool stuff though. Definitely. Yeah, no UFOs though. It's always fun. No UFOs. And I had my eye out on June 1st because your mom was here on the day that the UAP report was supposed to come out. Supposed to. We're going to talk about that. And I was checking the news all day and... No aliens, but a lot of Montana. It's always fun, like showing a family member around where you live. It kind of um, gets you excited about it again. Yeah, it's great, especially in a place like this, because you don't take them to like buildings and stuff. You go, here are the uh, eight. This is the place with the most crosses on the side of the road where people have died. And uh, there's where a man was mauled by a bear over there and things like that. So it's fun. Nature's great. Yes, it's wild. Yeah. Well, guys, before we begin, we just wanted to let everyone know, and we did post this on the Discord earlier this week, but um, we're sort of shifting things around just a little bit here on the long road home, and we're going to be cutting back just a little bit. Yeah, we're making we're making a change. We've been uh, going going pretty hard at this podcast for the last few months. Um, and just trying to balance that and like life stuff and also just, you know, trying to, you know, make a living in this late stage capitalistic world that we're living in. It's, it's just a lot. Yeah. It's been, uh, you know, we put our heart and soul into this really hard and, uh, we're not going anywhere. No, we're not going anywhere at all. Like, yeah, basically though, we're just going to be alternating the schedule. We're going to do one episode a week. We're going to do either a mini-sode or a regular episode. The mini-sodes are going to be a little bit longer. The full-length episodes might be longer as well. Yeah. So that's sort of the schedule that we're going to be looking at though, as we continue on until we become rich and we can hire someone to do all the work for us. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, in reality, we just wanted to make sure that this podcast um, remained at the quality that we wanted it at. And we also wanted to make sure that we were still having fun and not feeling overwhelmed. So I think that this change is going to allow us to really um, be more thoughtful and intentional with the topics that we choose and the research that we're able to put into those topics. I think that it's just going to make for better episodes. But let us know what you guys think. I mean... Yeah. yeah, and if you want us to do more, sorry, we can't. <laughs> I wish we could. I really do. But if you do want to get more content, come join our Discord. There's a link on our Instagram. There might be one on the Facebook. I think there is. Uh, YouTube, just anywhere. Go click that link and join. We post all of our source links, our uh, spooky stories, dang memes, pictures. We're in there all the time, just sort of chilling, waiting for someone to ask us questions. So come join us on there. We're also going to be starting up in the Discord a monthly documentary series. Yes, I'm so or a movie. excited. Yeah, me too. We're just we're gonna pick either a fun movie or just a super interesting documentary for everyone that's in the Discord to watch. We're gonna give everyone like a week to do it, and then we're going to try and talk about it if anyone wants to. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's gonna be fun. I did want to say if you have an opinion about how often we should be recording, and you're like, man, dang it, I want you guys to be releasing more episodes a week. 
Um, you can help support us by going to patreon.com slash the LRH podcast and you can contribute to our podcast in that way. And if you do that, uh, we might have a special treat for you as well. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Are we, yeah, no, that we should do that. Let's do it. Tell them, Chad. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about what we're doing for our patrons. We're going to be releasing a monthly episode that's just full of uh, what we're going to try and call like like fireside tales, basically. Yeah. It's going to either things like scary stories or things just maybe to help you get to sleep, something like that. And uh, we might even get to sleep. Yeah, just something to put on and snooze to. Oh, yeah, that's maybe. a different vibe. I just like it. all sorts of different stuff. I think we're going to do one of those every month for our patrons. So hop over there and join us. That's going to be available for every single tier that's on there. So we'd love to see you and love to get you the extra content. Yeah, so changes are being made, but they're all for the the good of the listeners and the good for yeah us as well. Expect some high quality stuff. Exactly. I'm I'm gonna have time to make like emotes for the Discord, like I've been meaning to, and merchandise and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but there's still plenty of ways for you to get that content that you crave. So yeah, that's it for announcements. It is, right? and we're starting this off with a minisode. Yes. So we've got a couple of stories here for you. Let's go ahead and dive in, Emily. Let's dive in. Okay, so we talked about it a little bit briefly at the start of the episode, um, and you know that we've been talking about it prior to June 1st as well. Back in December, when the COVID bill was put into place, Marco Rubio, of all people, made sure to include in that bill that the government had 180 days, specifically the Pentagon had 180 days to release um, whatever information they had on UAPs or uh, unidentified aerial phenomena. So we were waiting. We were twiddling our thumbs for six months, waiting for this report to come out. And what happened on June 1st? Nothing. Nothing happened at all. That's right. Absolutely nothing. So now, strangely, even though it seems as if it was pretty well established that this report was supposed to come out on the 1st, now I've seen um, reports that it will come out on the 25th. So I guess it's still supposed to come out at some point in June. But there was a slight leakage that happened around the report. So I wanted to start out by talking about that. Yeah, let's go ahead. I think it's funny they got like a late assignment type thing. And I was like, oh, you just turn in later. It's not a big deal. I Don't mean, worry it's about like it. so indicative yeah. of how the U.S. government is ran. Yeah. But anyway. None of it matters. So our first article today comes from the New York Times, and it is entitled, U.S. finds no evidence of alien technology in flying objects, but can't rule it out either. That's so vague. It's so fucking vague. <laughs> so and I vague. knew this is what was going to happen. Like, we've talked about how... Um, or I've talked about my theory about how I figured that when this report was released that there was just going to be a mass of information given that you, you would then have to comb through. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I guess I should have assumed that the government would remain this vague. American intelligence officials have found no evidence that aerial phenomena witnessed by Navy pilots in recent years are alien spacecraft. But they still cannot explain the unusual movements that have mystified scientists and the military, according to senior administration officials briefed on the findings of a highly anticipated government report. The report determines that a vast majority of more than 120 incidents over the past two decades did not originate from any American military or other advanced U.S. government technology. That determination would appear to eliminate the possibility that Navy pilots who reported seeing unexplained aircraft might have encountered programs the government meant to keep secret. Well, that's a that's a little bit of something at least. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at least it's like, we know it's not us, right? But we knew that already. Yeah, we fucking did. Just shoestringing us, right? 
Just bring mm-hmm. dragging us along. They're, we're never going to get this information, I don't think. I think it's just going to keep getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And, uh, I think that the government is not going to hand us this information the way that we want to. But I also think that UFO and UAP uh, researchers have already dug up like more than what the government is willing to admit. So yeah. I think if you have your eyes and ears in the right places. You might find something out. You might find something out. Anyway, we'll continue. That is about the only conclusive finding in the classified intelligence report. And while a forthcoming unclassified version expected to be released to Congress by June 25th will present few other firm conclusions, senior officials briefed on the intelligence conceded that the very ambiguity of the findings meant the government could not definitively rule out theories that the phenomena observed by military pilots might be alien spacecraft. I mean, there's just so many of them, and they just keep coming out every single week that there's like a new one or one that we haven't seen before. Right. I've seen tons of videos since this all happened, started late last year, where they demanded that we find out what exactly is going on. And uh, yeah, I just, I, it's obvious that it's not normal. <laughs> it's not a regular craft. Right. It's just interesting to me, like how we're taking it as such a threat that they're here. And that's sort of the the, uh, the theme of this report. I think that that's the only way that we could get the government involved in this way. Yeah, it's in a very very uh, American way. Yeah, yeah, to no, we just got to be on the defense. We yeah. got to get our space force. Should we intact. take their oil? Do <laughs> yeah, we bomb exactly. them or not? And do we shoot at them? Right, exactly. That's that's how we roll over here in the U.S. of A. Um, anyway, I'll go on. The final report will also include a classified annex. The officials said. While the annex will not contain any evidence concluded that the phenomena are alien spacecraft, the officials acknowledged that the fact it would remain off-limits to the public was likely to continue to fuel speculation that the government had secret data about alien visitations to Earth. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> what, do, what do you expect is going to happen? No, right. Governments, we don't trust them anyway. Right. You we know? already no know. No one trusts a, Like, the you've government. already released these videos, and then just to be like, well, we're just going to keep... <laughs> You're literally <laughs> just stating the, the obvious. This whole, yeah. thing, this whole report is just going to be like... Like very obvious things that no one is expecting to be any different. Yeah, it's like going to be basically like acknowledgement of all of the videos that have been released while also saying like it's inconclusive. Yeah. Many of the more than 120 incidents examined in the report are from Navy personnel. The report also examined incidents involving foreign militaries over the last two decades. Intelligence officials believe at least some of the aerial phenomena could have been experimental technology from a rival power, most likely Russia or China. I am curious. I'm very curious because I haven't heard anything about it if places like Russia or China also have this sort of uh, discovery that's going on right now. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about that, and it's something that we should probably look into because I'm curious, like, if, are there people in the Chinese military, the Russian military, that are seeing these strange things? You're seeing all sorts of weird shit in Russia anyway with all those dash cams they have over there. Seriously. I watched a meteor almost fly into Moscow on one of those one time, and the guy just didn't even flinch. He Not didn't even. Care. No. Yeah, they've they're, seen they're it built, all. They're built different. They are. <laughs> very drunk on potato vodka. Oh, man. Um, Is so that yeah, a stereotype? I, <laughs> I was going to say, like, oh, we have had a couple of listeners in Russia, my friends. Let's be nice to our Russian friends. Um, I did want to say, this article does go on to say that Russia has been investing heavily in hypersonics, uh, believing the technology offers it the ability to evade American missile defense technology. China has also developed hypersonic weaponry and included it in military parades. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's a little yeah. scary. So if the phenomena were Chinese or Russian aircraft, officials said that would suggest the two powers' hypersonic research had far outpaced American military development. Lieutenant Ryan Graves, an F.A. 18 Super Hornet pilot who was with the Navy for 10 years, told the New York Times in an interview, quote, 
These things would be out there all day. With the speeds he and other pilots observed, he said, quote, 12 hours in the air is 11 hours longer than we'd expect. Yeah, the planes, I, I mean, if you don't know about planes, they're not usually in the air for very long, especially when they're moving really, really fast. They're right. not uh, built for that, really. Right. So he's saying that these were out, the encounters that he had, um, the aerial phenomena that occurred was happening for 12 hours at a time. Yeah, it's like that's nuts. just not we don't have that technology. I guess what the report is hinting at is that Russia or China could potentially have this technology. But I feel like that's a pretty far reach. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't necessarily believe that any military power has anything like this at all. Right. And I feel like we might. But have I don't some know. Idea about My it. and looking back on it, especially now that like, I don't know. I'm a little older, and uh, I have experienced America for older. what it is. My yeah, it, well, okay, I'm 31. I know, but <laughs> it's like I've been alive longer than I was. Then my physics professor was convinced that Oak Island had uh, teleportation technology, or not, I mean, uh, not Oak Island, Oak Ridge in we Tennessee. We could absolutely do an episode on the theories that like our government has technologies that we just will never have access to. I, yeah. I'm here for it, and I definitely don't not believe it. <laughs> I don't know if I do. Yeah, you don't know. I don't know anymore. I just feel like we're all just fumbling around. No one is making the stuff that they think they are. Uh, in late 2014, a Super Hornet pilot had a near collision with one of the objects, and an official mishap report was filed. Some of the incidents were recorded on video, including one taken by a plane's camera in early 2015 that shows an object zooming over the ocean waves as pilots question what they are watching. That's a Tic Tac video, which is very cool. Super cool. If you haven't seen it, go Google that shit. What are you doing? The Defense Department has been collecting such reports for more than 13 years as part of a shadowy, little-known advanced aerospace threat identification program within the Pentagon. The program analyzed radar data, video footage, and accounts provided by the Navy pilots and senior officers. The program began in 2007 and was largely funded at the request of Harry Reid, the Nevada Democrat who was the Senate Majority Leader at the time. It was officially shut down in 2012 when the money dried up, according to the Pentagon. But Luis Elizondo, who ran the program at the time, said that he continued it until 2017. Of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> I freaking love Luis Elizondo. Yeah, he really knows how to make a story. He really does. He's uh -huh. been on like every major news platform. Yeah, I don't like to listen to him, though. I know. I <laughs> I'm like, not a huge fan of his actual words. I agree with you. I really do. Um, I wish that the UAP community had some more articulate or like more I don't even know if that's the problem it's just he's so um over the top all yeah, the time yeah. and it's very hard to take what he's saying seriously sometimes right so yeah maybe a more like neutral view if we had somebody that came in and was a little maybe even a little less passionate to just to show the respectability of this I want a Bob Lazar type telling me that Where's UFOs Bob exist Lazar? he is sitting he's around hiding. somewhere with a radioactive migraine from all the Aww. FBI footage they're taking of him yeah after the publication of a New York Times article later that year about the program and criticism from program officials that the government was not forthcoming about the reports on aerial phenomena, the Pentagon restarted the program last summer as the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. Not a whole lot going on in the journalism industry anymore, but uh, they got us UFOs at least. Maybe. Yeah, they're. I mean, they the mainstream media has like finally acknowledged this and they are clinging to it and they're going to help us drive it home. It's so, so interesting to me that like, all news programs have something to do with UFO. Like, there's a little bit of, there's like a block for UFO footage now. It's crazy. Dude, the shift was so quick. I feel like I don't even, I can't even mark when this happened. Yeah. Like, have we all been watching it on YouTube for like a decade and now it's on TV or it was, were Is we the only us? ones? <laughs> yeah. 
that's what maybe i'm wrong maybe that's what it is yeah maybe not, the problem isn't them it's me it's just that we've been heavily embedded in this for a little too long um but yeah so that is the new york times uh report on the little bit of leakage that we have around the pentagon report um so let's talk more about this and like the different uh pathways that this story can take us down before we do that, let's talk about Luis Elizondo, since we just mentioned him. So this guy is running for Congress, maybe. Yeah, he's um, making some big statements this week. <laughs> yeah, he, he's all over the place, once again. Very bold, bold statements. He, uh, this I've got some stuff from the New York Post and also from Mysterious Universe. Love Mysterious Universe. I do, too. They got a, a lot of great stuff on their website. A lot of weird stuff, but a lot of like gems in there, too. Yeah. Basically, Luis also, like me, does not expect that uh, there's really going to be a full disclosure in the government's upcoming report. And he doesn't like that very much. No, he's pissed. Yeah, he's genuinely pretty mad. Over and it. So, he, once again, he has said that he at some point led the uh, ATIP, Adv- Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, but he does not anticipate unvarnished truth. And if the report turns out to be as watered down as he thinks it will be, he's planning on taking matters into his own hands with a run for Congress. Doesn't say where. I don't know where he's from. I have no idea where. I'm going to assume somewhere in the desert with a lot of like uh, radars and lights shooting up into the sky and just tons and tons of weed smoke. Yeah, I'd say Nevada or California. Yeah, maybe some peyote once a month, something like that. But yeah, so he's apparently is going to run for Congress. Ah, you want to know where he's from? Where? We. We were kind of on the right path, but like we were on the wrong side of the country. Florida. Oh, yep. The Florida, the uh, Utah of the Southeast. Yeah. So he says, if the Pentagon's public affairs officers and those who give them orders continue to obfuscate, obfuscate? Yeah. Continue to obfuscate and mislead the American people about the reality of UAPs and what our government knows about them, I may have no choice but to put my boots back on and run for Congress. He told New York Post, if that's what it takes to get the truth out, that's what I'll do. All right. Yeah. You heard it straight from Louise's mouth. So silly. You can't get shit done in Congress, much less this. But I will say, I mean, I guess they did pass it. They, that, I mean, Congress UFO is why we have this. Thing, exactly. Which is so weird. It's I just so can't get that strange. out of my head. I still don't understand why Marco Rubio is so involved, but. He's into it. Hey, I'll take He's it. He's into it. Him and Harry Reid are both very much into it. Yeah. I would I would genuinely, I think ratings on C-SPAN would go up if they let Luis Elizondo speak for hours on end about UFO footage <laughs> in Congress. I'd be and, down to uh, watch that C-SPAN that day. Yeah, absolutely. He does say that UFO transparency is the, isn't the only platform goal that yeah. he has, however. He says, if I get a seat in Congress, I will make sure there is total transparency on everything. Not just UAPs, but all the other crap that I know goes on behind those closed doors. Hell yeah. Yeah. I can assure you that there are elements in the Pentagon right now that do not want a cat like me sitting in Congress. I <laughs> <laughs> caught himself a cat. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> Well, Louise, I wish you the best of luck in your political endeavors because, yeah, honestly, if Dwayne The Rock Johnson can run for president, you can be in Congress because nothing makes sense anymore. Nothing matters. Yeah, we are. The world already ended. Nothing is real. So, Louise, for Congress, maybe. Oh, we'll see. Oh, man, we have to watch that Bo Burnham special. No, I refuse. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. I, we should. We've been talking about it for a week, and we are. I'm mentally not prepared for it. Okay. It's supposed to be pretty devastating, and, uh, you know, do I have enough of that in my life? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Not. I don't know. We'll find out know. soon. I kind of think it might be cathartic anyway. All right, more UFO stuff. <laughs> this is a UFO heavy episode, by <laughs> yeah, the way. We, we're catching up on all the stuff that we sort of uh, just missed as we were well, running around doing stuff. Dude, I was 
steps away from actually like building out a countdown on our Instagram for this report and then it didn't happen. So yeah. let's talk about it as much as we can and hopefully more will come. Soon. Um, Spinning off of the UAP report, I have another story for us. Um, Earlier, by the way, correction moment for myself, I had just said that you should look up the Tic Tac UFO and the Puerto Villa. Um, sorry, brain fart. It's Aguadilla in Puerto Rico. Oh, man. I know. Languages. ADHD. It's hard to get words out sometimes. Um, but yes, go look at the Aguadilla UAP uh, that happened in Puerto Rico in 2013. Um And I'm bringing that up again, particularly because the video shows a UAP moving at a high speed across the ocean. And then at one point, it dips into the water. It like goes underwater and then comes back out. But in the video, you can see that the craft is not like impacted by the water at all. It's almost as if like... Just slides in. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, moving through the air, moving through the water. It doesn't make a difference. This... this, vehicle or craft is able to move in and out i say all of that because i have another story coming at us from mysterious universe that says new international ufo group says ufos and ets are coming from underwater bases yeah this isn't necessarily anything like really crazy new or anything like that and this is when we talked about that i could not remember the name of what those craft were called but they're called uso an unidentified submerged object Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's an actual name for them. They are. Cool. They happen, and people see them. So what would the Arguadilla be? UAP or USO? It, it is still a submerged object. the The submerged part is just the fact that they can go underwater, gotcha. and uh, a lot of times they disappear down into the ocean. They don't always right. come back up. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. So that one would be both, though, I guess. Anyway, should UAP be changed from unidentified aerial phenomena to unidentified aquatic phenomena, or should underwater UFOs? USOs, and their bases get their own name, abbreviation, and task force. UFO expert Gary Heseltine might support the latter. He's the vice president of a new international coalition for extraterrestrial research, or ICER, a group of UFO researchers and scientists from 27 countries whose mission is preparing for contact. And he believes that contact preparation should involve wetsuits and submarines. Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah, and some of those glowy buttons that make tones, and you just play those, and they respond, boom, and then they boom, come out. Boom, boom. Is that it? No, that's not. That's something that's close. That's that's a uh, just a doorbell. That was. Do 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 do. Yep, that's exactly. That's right. everyone's poor person's doorbell yeah, that you bought. It was right. wireless. You What's plugged the it in. How does it go? I have no idea. I haven't seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind in a minute. Do 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 do. I think that's right. Yeah. That might be it, yeah. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) All right, let's get into the quote from Mr. Gray uh, Heseltine. He says, UFOs are often seen coming in and out of water so suspect that in our deepest oceans and trenches, we may well have alien bases. That sounds crazy, but if you think about it, we only know 5% of our ocean. We know more about the surface of the moon or Mars than our own oceans. So that would seem to me why UFOs are seen regularly coming in and out of water. I wouldn't be surprised, really. 
uh, we talked about uh, time holes or wormholes, basically, the last episode. or portals, ripples in time and stuff I like that. And they could totally be coming out of something underwater and just that's where they're going because they know that no one's going to be looking there. We can't get down there. We, we just simply can't. Uh, or at least not for very long. You know, James Cameron might. He could. He's down there, <laughs> he's gonna l- find he's down there picking up the bar. Picking up the bar. Bringing it back. <laughs> um, he goes on to say. That's a South Park reference for uh, those who have never seen South Park. Yes. It's, it's a good one, too. <laughs> it is. It's a little older, <laughs> but it checks out. It does. Um, he goes on to say, there is a massive correlation between UFOs being seen near nuclear facilities, whether it's nuclear aircraft carriers, nuclear submarines, nuclear weapon storage areas, power plants. This would seem to indicate that it's as if they're saying, quote, we don't like nuclear weapons, so they show up. Maybe they realize we could destroy this beautiful planet. If you think about it, if there was a World War III and we made toxic all the water, then that would affect their habitat. That's why I think there's a correlation with water. They have bases, and we only know 5% of the ocean. I don't necessarily think that that might be why they're around the nuclear weapon sites. I think that's just like the most, some of the most advanced science that we have. Mm-hmm. I think they're monitoring it. I don't yeah. think they're super concerned about the plant themselves, but just the fact that we're doing it has brought brought our our civilization to light in the in the cosmic sphere. I don't know, man. I'm going to agree to disagree with you there. This okay. Is the, that's a common theme in a lot of our UFO UAP reports or people that I should say that have direct like ET encounters. Like that they're concerned about us that having. That they're concerned it. about this this um high-tech weaponry that we yeah, have but it almost, and but, our abuse of it. I guess, but a nuclear power plant is not, and this is something that I'm going to disagree with about for a lot of like yeah. uh, environmentalists and yeah. stuff like that. I really believe nuclear power is a wonderful option. Right. It's uh, a lot cleaner than a lot you want to believe. I know there's waste and stuff like that, but uh, it's all just spinning a turbine. And I think it would be wonderful if we had uh, more nuclear power plants. Really, I think it's something that could benefit us. Uh, but as far as like, you know, you start to get into weapons and stuff, that's, uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. But I do think that the fact that we are able to use uranium and all that other shit and make stuff, I think that's the reason why these, we're starting to see more and more of a, especially with like the Large Hadron Collider, our physics Mm. are improving, our understanding of physics is improving. So as our knowledge increases, so too does the monitoring of us to make sure that, um, see what filter we're going to blow ourselves up on. Yeah, well, I think like, (laughs) I think that you're onto something here. I don't think that it's necessarily an, um interception of like technological advancements i think it's specifically an interception of technological warfare or like of um high-tech weaponry yeah mm-hmm. could be maybe there are iron giant when we go to blow <gasps> each other up they'll save us yeah i doubt that'll happen don't make me cry i don't need to think <laughs> about that movie We're like a kid with a firecracker it's only a matter of time until we blow our fingers off um so Heseltine points to the 70 year history of ufo sightings dating back to the time of the Roswell incident as evidence that aliens have been here all the time and they're not a threat. Um, the only reason for rec- the recent uptick in encounters is our own better equipment. However, he believes that everything is pointing to ET or non-humans. Thus, ICER was formed to, quote, start preparing for a massive psychological change. One he predicts will happen soon. And from the water rather than the air. Could it be that the, the aliens are bringing about the age of Aquarius? <gasps> Who knows? Age of Aquarius. It's kind of like the context that he puts it in. Dude, like, which is I'm telling you, that's what I've been thinking this whole time. Yeah. That's what I've been thinking about this shift. There's like a shift towards human consciousness. And like, I think that there's a, 
gosh, I'm so woo woo. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> but I think that there's a battle between like light and dark. And like there are, I think there are dark ETs and I think there are light ETs. And I think that there are beings out there that are like guiding us in one like positive direction. And I think that there are other forces that are trying to drag us back into the dark ages. So mm. where will we land? Hopefully. Who knows? It's, it's a coin flip at this point. <laughs> All right. What did you want to talk about? All right. So uh, I've got something here from the debrief.org. NASA will begin looking into the UFO mystery as well. Hell yeah. Yeah. So they're hopping on board. They're giving them sort of a nerdy job, though. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Sounds about right. Well, after decades of half-hearted smirks and outright dismissals, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration's newest chief, Bill Nelson, says the agency is officially joining the effort to better understand UFOs. So they've been skeptical about it, and this is something that I struggle with because technically, like, I don't know, I was going to school to, I wanted to be a researcher, be a scientist, and you had to trust that science is, uh, you know, they're improving and they're doing the right things, and so if you're believing in science, it's very hard to believe in the existence of, like, alien life because there's been absolutely no proof. Right, in if, reality. You're, if you're operating in that way... Yeah, it's hard to want to accept that there could be that. Uh, and even Neil deGrasse Tyson's like, I would like to say that I could believe, but because of what I do for a living, it's impossible for me to sit here and tell you that aliens exist because, because I, don't, own, I can't prove it. Because of his own scientific integrity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think that's what NASA has been struggling with. Right. But um, it's really, it's it's because of this sort of uh, new wave of government interest and just all the videos that are coming out that they decided to dive in. He says that I just want you to know that what you have seen on the TV recently on the Navy films, I had known about this in my former capacity in Intel and the Armed Services Committee. Dude, so before you continue, come on. Does that not get you like a little mad? That makes me a little angry when I see comments like I that. I don't know. We just can't. Humans as a as a group cannot handle a whole lot of information at once that shock, is a shock to their system. I yeah, think it's but best who, to, who are these people to say that we don't, we're not entitled to this information? I don't know. This guy's the head of NASA. So. I know. I don't give a fuck. Why, why does our uh, government get to like de- de- determine what we know or don't know and like kind of completely gaslight its entire population? Like that's, I don't know. I see that and it's just like, there are people that have been dubbed crazy because they've come out and said that they had experiences. There are people that have been like exiled from society. And now our government and government officials are going like, yeah, we actually knew this all along. It makes me a little riled. Sorry. I'll let you continue. But just tell us the truth. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess they did eventually. Uh, half-heartedly it is very very half-assed but he does say that like they saw these navy films before they were leaked uh he says that that led him to realize it was time nasa got involved he says quote i've talked to thomas dr z or dr thomas zerbichin who is the associate administrator at nasa's science directorate about what specifically we can do to form a science perspective in addition to an intel perspective to try and bring any additional light to this cool yeah, and apparently, though, this is something I didn't know. NASA has essentially, although the, the the organization has essentially remained above the fray when it came to trying to explain the UFOs, the debrief, this is the website they're on, reported in March of this year on the Aviation Safety Reporting System, or ASRS, which essentially is a database of close calls reported by aviators, including incidents with UFOs. NASA is the ones that maintain that database. Wow. So very interesting. So yeah. they've had that log of encounters as well. Well, and but it's like when you get a book of stuff like that, it's like I think it's 
a lot of it is a lot of like birds and shit that people just have fucking no clue what they're seeing, right? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, it's kind of like the blue book stuff. But what about the not birds? Exactly. And that's what we're trying to just fucking sift through right yeah, now. I know. Mm-hmm. Once again, this is from the debrief, and they claim that they had an investigation into this file. They say that the that the ASRS did indeed contain many UFO reports by aviators that are strikingly similar to those reported by military pilots. But other than maintaining the site for safety reasons, there's no indication that NASA investigated any of those incidents. So it's simply a database. I want access to it. Right? Um, I just want to dig cool. through it. I'm sure there's a lot of nothing in there, but I bet you there's some hidden gems. Oh, I'm sure. And I want to go gem hunting. <laughs> Emily is a gem hunter. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be a cool UFO uh, group name. Ooh, the gem hunters. Yeah. Finding the diamonds in the rough. <laughs> but yeah, basically, they're going to be looking at a lot of this UFO data. Is kind of what their, their place in all of this is going to be. So it's really like you have like UFO and UAP researchers who are just doing it for like fun and they're trying to drive their own agenda and so then you have like NASA scientists who are really trying to kind of take like a more buttoned up professional approach and they're saying like we're not going to get passionate about this we're not going to get involved in that way we're going to take a very scientific approach to every yeah I mean they have the data right which is I did not know which I think is very very interesting and I'd like to see if they were able to and once again this kind of reminds me very much of like blue book where they were just collecting incidents that people claim to have seen and some of it was most likely bullshit and some of it was unexplainable and I think that's sort of what we're going to end up with from NASA it's a very similar yeah a very similar data set that's like here's what we were able to sort of uh potentially come up with an explanation for and here's the stuff that we couldn't yeah so once again it's very vague (laughs) it's all vague a lot of dancing around what what's actually happening here it is you know I think well I wish NASA well I think it's cool that they're coming into the fray and helping out yeah it's about time Join us, NASA. Yeah, put on your hat. Tinfoil <laughs> hat with everyone else. But yeah, that's all of the articles that we have. But I also do have this awesome, silly post that I found on Reddit in the Aliens subreddit. This uh, is comes from G. Moshiro. It says, a huge issue after an alien revelation, their accountability to crimes against <gasps> Earthlings. Oh, that's a hot take. Honestly, it's, uh, it is. It's interesting. So let's let's just sort of take a look at what he has to say. The user says, so let's say they reveal themselves to the world, be it July 18th or any other date. First, I don't know. Good question. Uh, First, everyone is in awe, an unprecedented event in human history right before our eyes. Us probably glued to the TVs and smartphones waiting for the first official contact. Second, we hail these beings as our saviors or gods, as most of us like to think of them coming here and interfering in our broken society to guide us towards the right path. That's what I'm here for, yeah. He thinks that obviously panic will occur, and because uh, we're rooted to creeds and conspiracies, that entire communities will run into the hills and forests to isolate themselves. Fortunately, I guess this is for a minority. But do you know what's going to happen, and I don't see talks about it? Victims of their crimes fighting for justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So we're we're going the humanitarian route when we see the aliens next. So not only are they a threat, they're going to pay for their crimes. Right. We need to have them come go to court. Yeah, for all those probings and uh, the weird hairs on penises and the boils and everything, they're going to have to answer they for those. They have to pay. They're going to have to. And I don't know how they're going to. How are we going to make them? I'm not sure how. But uh, this user, really, I mean, it's an interesting thing that honestly I had never once thought about. <laughs> like you, so my thing we is, need is like, you to pay for what you've done to us. My thing is, is like, no, we need to fucking pay. Like what I was talking about earlier, all of those people that, all of those people that we've stigmatized 
when talking about this stuff, like we owe them reparations. I mean, I guess we've heard of stories of people being probed and whatnot, but I always, I always thought that the real crime that was happening was how they were treated after their experience. Yeah, I don't know. By humans, not aliens. Yeah, well, uh, the user goes on to say that these beings may have 1,000 lifetimes of knowledge beyond humanity can even begin to dare imagine, but they still have to answer to their vile acts, simply unacceptable behavior, even coming from higher beings. We may be an inferior species, but I believe justice is ubiquitous. So, strong words coming from a man on the internet, or woman, and uh, maybe... We should, and I love that one of the comments says, we solve this by being thankful. They don't wipe us out because they feel like it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying like, maybe that's not the first thing that we bring up when we meet the aliens. It's no. Like, hey, those three people that you probed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> meh. I think that we were pretty bad. I think we got some um, man in the mirror moments that need to happen yeah. <laughs> before we start pointing fingers at the aliens. Yeah. Maybe that's all that, that uh, karma coming back right. in the form of an alien explosion. Oh, I don't sure. know. I don't know how we would do that. I don't know. Maybe they would feel sympathy for it and be like, sorry, we shoved things, so many things and so many assholes of you puny beans. But I, when I was a kid, just like every other kid, liked to, you know, shine a magnifying glass at an anthill once in a while. I never heard those ants coming for me. So <laughs> I don't think we're going to have much luck there. Yeah. Why it, don't we just remain hopeful that they will come and help us? Let's not try to take them to court as soon as we... Um have contact with them yeah they might just once again harvest us for our nutrients so we'll find out soon enough at the end of june maybe or july yeah, or whenever in the coming weeks we'll have some more answers i guess maybe not so much about actual ets but anyway yeah i do we'll wonder see what happens we like out. if uh once there is some sort of an announcement i don't know maybe and once again i don't know if this is an american thing is it mm. specifically in america that we're this concerned about it you know, like yeah. are people in, I mean, they see things in South America or even like, you know, Japan, China, Mongolia. Are, do they care? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. That's interesting. I have seen like people online, like talking about like what's going to happen over in the States with regard to our UAP report. And I've seen people say like, so cool that Americans have footage. I guess so. Why doesn't everyone why else? Don't, have? <laughs> why doesn't everyone else have footage? It might be maybe something inherently to do with like the fact that we're so close. Well, we're bordered by the Pacific Ocean on one side. It seems like right. a lot of the stuff happens there. It, right. We are. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't I statistically I have nothing to prove that but most of the stories you hear or I've heard don't really come from like New Jersey right <laughs> they come from California and Washington and Oregon and the ocean yeah over yeah. there so I don't know I guess we'll find out soon maybe if you're listening and you're over in the UK or really anywhere else other than yeah. the states, like let us know what you guys are hearing over your way. I'd if be you've curious seen, to know. If you've seen something or, yeah, I'd love to know if your government is interested in uh, UAPs like ours is. Uh, so if you, if you please email us, show at gmail.com. Nice plug. Well done. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that, it's time for the rest of our plugs. Yeah. So we are no longer on Twitter because fact no, that No, we noise. burned that bitch down. Twitter is a uh, cesspool. I recommend everyone get off of it because, boy, it is just, I think it's- Echo chambers. It is not only an echo chamber. I think Twitter is, not to get political, it is the most toxic environment on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't doubt it. Yeah, so we're not on Twitter anymore, but you can find us at our Discord, like we had mentioned earlier. Please join us on there. We post all of the sources to the stuff that we're talking about. We post weird stories, scary stories, photos, dank memes, and we're in there just waiting on you guys to chat with us. So please come join us and you can find a link to our discord on instagram at the underscore lrh underscore pod 
You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the LRH pod. And I'll plug it again. Just like Chad said, you can reach us via email at the LRH show at gmail.com. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast and get that extra show every month, you can hop on Patreon and find us at patreon.com slash the LRH podcast. We love all of our patrons. Thank you so much for your support and bearing with us as we change things around a little bit. We're going to have so much fun stuff coming your way, and we're really excited for that first extra episode. I've already started looking for spooky stories, so that should be available near the end of the month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else? No, that's it. We'll be back uh, next week, a week from now, with a full-length episode. We're really excited to get back into it, and it's going to be smooth sailing from there, I think. Yeah. It's going to be fun. But yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope everyone out there has a wonderful week. And as always, thanks for joining us on The The Long Long Road Road Home. Home. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. We'll see you later.